Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Hi, Andrea. Yeah, listen, it's great to be on the show. And I suppose, like yourself, Donegal, Monaghan, border towns and counties, I live very close to the border. And I remember before the Good Friday Agreement, you know, traveling across the border with my mum or my dad and going through the huge army barracks. And as a kid, you know, it was pretty uh, astounding and, and really does stick vividly in my mind and been stopped at the checkpoints by the RUC, sometimes been asked to get out of the car, to have the boot checked and, and round the car checked and been asked where you're going, where you're coming from. And again, the same back, uh, coming back across the border. So you know, it is incredible to think that nowadays, you know, I travel across that border a lot and, mm. and to think that there's no barracks anymore. There's no RUC checkpoints. I mean, you really would struggle to even see or think that there's a border you're going across. So it is amazing to think that it's 25 years. It's you know something that I think people north and south of the border should really be proud of. Your your school experience, Tommy, was you know I suppose at the time that we were living in and and maybe in the kind of the the early 1990s. Um, was it prevalent then that there was still the sort of the the fallout of the aftermath of the troubles? Yeah, well, I went to school in to I went to secondary school in Armagh, and yeah, listen, it was very prevalent for me. And obviously, primary school in the south—it's a different type of history you learn whenever you go and study in the north. And and the Good Friday Agreement was very much in its early stages at that at that time. Um, but listen, I was involved in sport, and I didn't really get involved in religion and politics at a young age, and it wasn't really something that was a massive part of my school upbringing and, and my memories of it. And listen, there was all the stuff rumbling in the background, but it wasn't something that really resonated with me. And, and I think that was because it was coming from a younger generation where you know, we weren't really involved in the troubles. And yes, maybe our parents or grandparents and, and of some of the people that I went to school with had been maybe touched by it. But I think we're of a generation that really want to move on and to to really enjoy what peace and the opportunity that that has to offer. The um, do you th- were you somewhat, I suppose, shielded from it, Tommy? Or I mean, maybe that experience was slightly different than in going to school in in Northern Ireland. Or like, was there any reaction to the fact that maybe you didn't go to school locally or went, you know, went to school in the north? Was that was that something that was... the course it was? There was a lot of slagging. Um, you know, I had a, a Monaghan accent uh, that, you know, was school in Armagh. It wasn't the, the usual accent there that a lot of people had. And the slagging that comes with that. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it forced me to grow a thick skin. And I think that if you go to school anywhere or any place, you're going to have to deal with slagging. And, and yes, I was very, I was an outsider. I absolutely was. But it forced me to, to settle in and, and to to try and make friends with with people from different areas and and I think that sport was a real help in hand in that because I was hugely involved in sport I love sport and that is a real commonality that brings people together it's a, that that's what, something that I think that has been a real positive out of the Good Friday Agreement and north and south of the border and rugby and boxing and hockey and so many sports you know they don't see that as they don't see it as a border whenever they are competing in the green jersey but. Yeah. And um, there was, listen, there was something to deal with as a, as, as a young guy coming into school there. But I tried not to get involved in it. And, and certainly my parents were very much, you know, in favor of me, you know, not becoming political and not using religion as something that um, I tried to try to 
I try and find difference. Mm. You know, they try to encourage me to find commonalities with everybody. So, in in the kind of the, the you know the the bringing about of of, of the Good Friday Agreement and and when that end came into play, um, sport like how how much of a key role did sport play throughout that kind of younger generation and filtering down even in in the ages after you, Tommy? Where like as you say, you know, you go out onto the pitch and in whatever code or principle you're in, and re- religion is just so utterly irrelevant. Yeah, I think that, listen, sport is a great marker and something that, you know, people and politicians can learn from a huge amount. That you look at the Irish rugby team and, and even any sport playing Gaelic football growing up for me as well. You know, I had people on my left and my right from all sorts of different backgrounds and communities that were very different from me. But the thing is, and what I love about sport, is that once you go into a change room, you have a clear focus on a goal that everybody's setting out to achieve. And whenever you have a goal that something is all, everybody is all buying into, you forget about people's backgrounds, you forget about people's beliefs and, and where they've come from, and you come together to try and get that goal. And, and that's a big thing for me in looking even at the current political system, that I actually feel that the people in Northern Ireland, although we are celebrating 25 years of the Good Friday Agreement, there's not really a collective goal of where Northern Ireland wants to be or where they're going. And without that idea of where they want to go, it's hard for leaders and it's hard for the people to try and buy into something. And, and that's, that's where good leaders come out. And that's where, you know, in the Irish rugby team, the likes of Apollo Connell or Rory Best, uh, Brian O'Driscoll, Johnny Sexton are so, so important because as leaders, they bring the people with them. And and I think that that is something that politics can absolutely learn from. Yeah, and and even still, I suppose even more so now, Tommy, in in, in two thousand and twenty three, in this era, big time, big yeah. time. Listen, it's fantastic to be celebrating twenty five years of the Good Friday Agreement, twenty five years of peace. And there have been times where that has been shook. You think of the Oma bomb, you think about the even recent shooting of a police officer in Oma mm-hmm. as well, and these things have shaken the foundations of what the Good Friday Agreement is built on. And you do see that there is rumblings and there is trouble at the minute. But I think the collective, you know, the younger generations that are coming through, they have enjoyed the opportunities that peace has brought and the, the I suppose, the positivity of an outlook that they can have. But what it's one thing to celebrate 25 years. It's a different thing to try and think that that's the job done. Northern Ireland at the minute is in a tricky situation. Brexit has really shook the roots of it and you know Brexit is something that the people of Northern Ireland didn't vote for but they are really paying a price for it and you know it's great that you know Bill Clinton and Bertie Ahern and Tony Blair and everybody is great coming together in Belfast hopefully to celebrate this even Joe Biden hopefully as well but I think that this there's still a lot to be worked on for Northern Ireland to try and improve going into the future Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Weekdays at midday on News Talk.